One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi guys, welcome back to Heavy Metal Tones. This is episode 7. Hey, um, what do you hear? I can hear in the distance, on the breeze, in the sun. It's a it's a 20 minute keyboard solo. Oh no, hang on. It's an album about goblins and witches and elves. Is it? Or is it just my imagination? Oh, I tell you what, it's my imagination. Yes, today we're going to be talking about progressive rock and its influence into heavy metal. And why I said that at the beginning about what do I hear? What's going on? Mm, because there are some misnomers and some misunderstandings about prog. It's not a four-letter word. Well, it is, but it's not a naughty four-letter word. Um, you should, like me, embrace it. Uh, there, it Basically, if anybody out there who doesn't know what progressive rock is... Russell, 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 notes, 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 preparation, preparation, preparation. Those that don't know what uh, progressive rock is, uh, it's a musical form that um, basically came from the UK in the mid-60s to the early 70s. That was its main period. Outside of that, it's not really true prog. It's like punk is only for two years. It's the same as this thing, this movement. It's It's defined by people's misunderstandings. So, you know... You've got to look at the time we're coming from. We've got your pop music with your Beatles. You've got your rock music with your Deep Purples and your uh, your, heavy, your Rolling Stones and so on. And then comes along this movement. It's come spawned mainly from the university um, campuses of the UK, like Cambridge and, and Oxford. Uh, and it's people with more musical ability wanting to make... Uh, music that they wanted that felt that was more um, intellectual not just your 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 four four rock and roll rhythms rock around the clock that sort of thing Um, they wanted to use their classical inclinations and make classical driven rock music Um, it has jazz and psychedelic influences and fusions it's a a combination of uh, for fundamentalism and eclecticism, sorry, formalization and eclecticism. Not fundamentalization, that's the wrong word. Um, put your teeth in tone. Okay. The Oxford English Dictionary uh, defines the word progressive as uh, advocating progression, change, or reform. 
And that's what that's doing. That's what the progressive movement was doing. It wasn't trying to be um, intellectually superior to those that like rockabilly and psychobilly and punk and rock and and pop. It wasn't trying to say we are more elite. What they were what they were doing. Bands like Van de Graaff Generator, uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Yes, Genesis, King Crimson, to name a few. What they were doing is they were fusing their ability to play a much more intricate music uh, into a more electric modern influence. Um, and so sometimes people think, oh, hang on, I'm, I'm going to put on, I mean, I, I, you know, classic example is a good example. I've listened to prog since I was a child, but I always stayed away from um, uh, from um, Rick Wakeman's solo albums like Journey to the Centre of the Earth, uh, Henry the White, Henry the Eighth and Six Wives, uh, King Arthur. My brother loved them, but I stayed away from them because I thought, oh, they're just going to be 45-minute keyboard solos. And I, I loved keyboards, don't get me wrong, but I'm a guitar man, so I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be boring. But later in life, I mean, John, my good friend John, he said, here, have a listen to Journey to the Centre of the Earth blew my mind it was fantastic there was everything i love about prog so what i love about prog and what's the big thing about that everyone thinks of apart from all the wizards and capes and keyboard solos and silliness and bloated um uh self opinion is that it has most of the albums have a concept or a story driven it's not just a a collection of eight songs that go well it's each song will either lead to another, have a reason to be there and tell a story. And that's what happened with Journey to the Centre of the Earth. It happens with all the great concept albums. Um, they're usually double albums because you've got to get the story in. you know. And, um, and they're usually punctuated with um, stories, so non-musical pieces, classical pieces, and some amazing syncopation and jazz fusion, like I mentioned. So... Yes, it can take people from uh, from who listen to straight hard up rock and roll a bit of effort to delve into this music, but I recommend you guys to actually do give it a go. Um, some of it, even for me, is a little beyond. Now, I think you might notice I didn't mention Pink Floyd in that list. So all you prog heads out there going, oh, you didn't say Pink Floyd, what about Pink Floyd? I personally don't consider Pink Floyd a progressive band. They make music and did make music progressively. So they did use some interesting recording techniques. They played in interesting time signatures, which is the one of the main DNA factors uh, of progressive rock music. But they were more... Okay, I, again, this is what I mentioned with John when we have our long conversations about this. Uh, I see progressive music as pastoral, um, very English, very cream tea, sunshine, fields, dreams, and romanticism. It's a soft, if you imagine a waveform, instead of being angular, like metal is and hard, it's soft and wavering and, in, and, and has its moments where it bites, but it's mainly soft and round. Whereas I find Floyd to be angular and and also political progressive rock music is not political it never had a political bent later bands like my favorite band marillion they used 
their form of neo-progressive rock from sort of when they formed in 79, 80 to now, up until, sorry, until Fish left in 89. Um, they did have a political edge to them, but that's because Fish was a political animal. Same with Roger Waters is a political animal, so therefore his music is a bit political, political, and therefore I don't really see them, some of that as a progress as progressive rock music in the traditional sense of the word okay um and when you say oh but hang on i'm not going to listen to progressive rock because it's not hard well think again if any of you have ever had the chance to put emerson lake and palmer on and i highly recommend you do this and go to youtube and find 21st century schizoid man if you don't think that is one of the hardest songs you've ever heard it's not metal then I would eat my hat I don't have any hats but I'll buy one and eat it um, it is a wondrous piece of hard progressive rock it's slightly different to what I said so it's not as soft and as curvy it is angular but as I said they have their attack moments and that's that a moment for you I think you're gonna find that's the way in I reckon um, Again, another another part of the DNA of concept albums and, and progressive rock is the artwork. The artwork, mostly by Roger Dean, um, did a lot of the uh, work for Yes. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, like, like, we all love Maiden albums for that reason, don't we? we have, the cover is just, it tells you a story. It's, it's picturesque. You want to own it and look at it. They have liner notes. The lyrics are interesting you have to concentrate the difference with prog is if you have most prog albums you put them on you have to be in that moment it's very difficult to put a prog album on and go i'll go make a cup of tea and come back or i'll do something while i'm listening to it unless you know the piece you're going to be have to sit there and actually listen to it like my brother said once um it is drug fueled yes it was drug fueled this is the 60s and early 70s this is the university scene yes there were drugs um, and like my brother once said to me, you know, people take drugs now, they go out for a good time. He took LSD, he was the chair. He didn't leave for three days, right? So, you know, it's that sort of intensity. It's also, as I said, when it go back to it, advocating progression, progression and change of reform. So they're not trying to um, completely destroy the ethos of rock and roll i think that's not their goal their goal is to reform their corner of rock and roll to make it more palatable to their more classical leanings their jazz fusion i mean i could tell you now honestly if you put on um albums uh, there's a there's a uk um band a super group band called uk i mean I, absolutely, you should be listening to that. It is superb. The, I mean, the musicianship between all the individuals, you could pull them all out and you'd know, wow, each individual is so talented. That's, again, not saying that rock and roll isn't and metal isn't, because we're going to get onto that in a minute, but it's just saying that they, they brought a different, um, more adult. It's like, you know, if you think about it, it was like the blues is the birth, rock and roll is the... Um, is the youth, the, the the vibrant teenagers. And progressive rock, to me, is the grown-up, married with two children, a car and a mortgage kind of music. It's that progression through. Um, I'm not saying you have to be that person. I started listening to progressive rock when I was said, when I was about seven or eight, because I got onto my brother's um, 
collection and grab things like Genesis and Jeffro Toll, which I've talked about before on the pod. Um, you know, he uh, ELP. I mean, Brain Salad Surgery with a cover by Geiger. If you look at that album, it's bifold. So you open up the two gates. You've got the pitch art, airbrush artwork by Geiger, who did the Alien um, um, sets, an Alien design. Uh, you know, amazing. Okay. A uh, little side note: my sister did a bit of um, set painting when she was at a college back in the 70s and she helped paint some of the alien sets with Geiger she met him and he said he was as crazy as you'd imagine anyway side note um, so there was lots of aspects to it so it, it, it went from being raw and viscous and 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 it grew up and what happens when things grow up when you mature and you become different and this is what this is uh, so I'm rambling here guys but really yeah, so, you know, ELP is my favourite of the really, really hardcore progressive music. But but Genesis is my main love. Early Genesis, up until when Peter Gabriel left. Even the two albums with the um, super-veyor of ultimate filth, Phil Collins, on vocals. I cannot stand that man's voice. People know it. I don't know why. But the first two albums, when he was replicating... Gabriel, so on Trick of the Tail and Wind and Wuthering, it's almost not really Collins, and I like that, and there's some fantastic guitar pieces. Um, Of course, Stephen Hackett, who I've talked about before in this pod, is one of my favourite guitarists, uh, is predominant on those albums until he left at uh, Wind and Wuthering. After that, just became a filthy pop band, and nothing wrong with pop. It's just that when you sit down to listen to Genesis, you don't want pop. Anyway, that's me, that's not generally you. Okay, I'm going to say that. It also irks me slightly that people sit and think, oh, it's only for the educated, it's only the university side, it's only what we call the Monty Python group. You know, the the real ale drinkers, back in their 70s, the wine drinkers, the, they drove their MGs, you know, worked in the city, mum and daddy had some money, those kind of people. It's not that. Because if you look at the audience and in videos of any of those progressive bands back in the 70s, they're a mix of everyone. All right. And that's, and again, I'm going to look, we're going to stop in a minute for a break because I need a drink of water. But I'm going to come back on the other side in a minute. I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to talk about why it is that music is the way it is now and why progressive rock and progressive metal uh will struggle to be mainstream. Uh, there's a good reason for it. All right, there's a good reason for it. I'm going to sort of stop now, go and get myself a cup of tea um, and refresh my brain, and I'll see you on the other side. Okay, see you soon, guys. Okay, guys, what are we going to do? Lockdown ends in a few weeks. The basement's available as of the 15th. Check out what's the restrictions and what we can do. All the information's online. But local business will be open for some music, some food, and some entertainment, and just to catch up with your friends in a friendly, uh, music-loving environment. So check out the Basement's website, check out what's coming up, check out the restrictions, and let's get together, have a beer, have a feed, and rock out. Welcome back, guys, to part two. Um, Too far away from the mic, I went up and made my tea, so I'm sorry, just going to be adjusting myself. (laughs) Anyway, um... Yes, I made a nice cup of tea. A milk in first. I'm not a heathen. Um, 
you know, that's the way it is. Milk in first. Anyway. Click, click. Hear that? I, I hit the keyboard every now and again, and I get little clicks in the background, and I'm not very good at removing them. So if it irritates you, eh, sorry. Anyway, where was we talking? We were talking about... Uh, why progressive rock music and progressive metal is not going to be mainstream within today's music. I think it's, look, it comes down to attention span and the ability to, of what's out there. More music has been made now in the history of man than ever before. Than the history of man, sorry. More music now than ever in the history of man. The proliferation of music is so great um, because of, like me, sitting in my in my spare room doing my podcast people can do the same thing recording music and so and all these plugins and all this stuff you do, it, it makes if you're digitally um savvy you can make music what that means is that you know as i said 30 40 years ago when you went to get music like i've told this back before about consumption but this is a very similar idea uh, with progressive music you have to give it time. You have to almost, you know, I said, you can't, you have to be with it. The album is not going to be your number one album first listen through. You have to go back, you have to work at it. It's like an exercise range, like running. It's, you have to work with these things and, 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 and uh, go beyond your, um, your comfort zones. Today's youth, not all of them, and this is being very general, but most of them won't do that. Because the music produced today is all click-tracked, it's all four chords, it's all repeat, clean repeat. Um, it's it's basically selling something that, that sells quickly and easily and consumed easily and you don't have to work for it. And that's why Progressive won't ever go anywhere now. Anyway, it died off when punk hit because punk, even though I viscerally love punk music, um, it killed it because people wanted... To go back from the bloated arena keyboard solo, 20-minute guitar um, songs and things to quick, fast, uh, amphetamine-driven rock and roll. And there is a beautiful thing. It's a truly beautiful thing, but it's not... It is to be consumed alongside, I think. I mean, John Lydon is... You know, I said he loves gong. I mean, he couldn't get any more psychedelic and progressive than gong. Maybe Hawkwind, possibly. Um, so, you know, that's probably why. And so, when when we we're going to move on to on to um, progressive metal now, I did a bit of research this morning, and I actually couldn't believe I got. I thought it was a close run thing, but for me, the very first real progressive rock metal album was Iron Maiden's Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Now that was released again, Russell, 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 Russell. That was released on the 14th of April, 1988. And then comes the second, and my opinion, probably the best of all of them. If you're wanting for a progressive, traditional progressive metal album that is basically a story driven with interesting and unusual time signatures and meters, the Queen's Reich's Operation Mindcrime. Um, 3rd of eight of May 1988 so you know one month and two days oh sorry well, one month 11 days um, difference so like when the Beatles were making Sergeant Pepper 
and Beach Boys were making pet sounds. It came out, they all came out at a very similar time, and it's the same with these two albums, and I think there's something in the air and in the water, and it's all to do with the generation of the people making that music. So, you know, Steve Harris is, you know, he's in his 60s now, and um, he was listening to your progressive rock companies. He had said it before, massive, you know, um, Genesis and uh, Jeff O'Toll fan. So the same with the guys at, at Queen's Right. They were probably also listening to that same generation of music. I think they were probably younger, only by a few years. And so they wanted to make music that was interesting and stark and dystopian. Whereas, you know, Maiden were making... Uh, well, because it's definitely Steve Harris and written by all the guys. They're all very into spiritualism and they're very into um, into uh, mysticism. And I think that comes across on that album. So knock the mic. Uh, so there you start it, right? There you start there. And you think, but I listen to progressive metal now and it's so viscerally different from Operation Mindcrime and from um, uh, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. And that's it, isn't it? That's that's the the beauty of progressive music, in by you know its meaning itself. It's progressed. It, and to me, again, I was thinking, you know, it is a long word for your juxtaposition. I know another long word, wheelbarrow, but that's okay. Juxtaposition is you know it's so it's the it's the stark um, contrast of one thing to another. So you know, juxt. Progressive metal is so different to traditional metal purely because it's doing what other progressive was doing 30 years, 40 years previously. It's taking some a music form it loves, the core of what we love heavy metal for. It's fiery, it's dark, it's heavy, it's fast, it's exciting, it's fueled by the devil. But it's also then they take that and they want, but I want to be, I want to stretch my wings. I want to use my abilities. Why am I held back by, you know, basic rhythms and simple guitar solos and, you know, chorus first chorus. Why can't I do things that are different? And there you get your progressive music. So, you know, they the 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 guitar solos are intricate and, uh, and more... You know, Mixolydian and 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 sus sevenths and suspended suspended chords and all those fantastic jazz fusion guitar pieces, and then you've got your flourishing drums and there's keyboards coming in and there's interesting vocal uh, performances. You know, and progressive in metal runs all the way through. You know, it's not just your opeth and your um, Dream Theater, you know, it goes into um, like we did last week on the show. We're talking about ambient black metal with Alendi. It's that's progressive because they're taking a basic form of media which they love and they're squeezing it and pulling it and shaping it and making it something so different yet at its DNA so similar. Now, yeah, I get that the thrash heads out there and the death metalers out there and the black metal and the doom and all that they all went oh it's a bit too complicated for me to play so therefore I don't want to listen to it I've heard that from people oh, it's, I can't play it these are musicians that are talking to me so I can't I'm not going to listen 
what a load of pardon my French fucking nonsense um, beep sorry too late um, because surely you can appreciate something you can't do I cannot play the violin but I appreciate and love when I hear a good piece of violin played I cannot play a million notes on my fretboard and my guitar but when I hear it I'm in awe so that's nonsense I think it's you what I'm coming from this episode guys is stretch your mind take out that barrier and give it a go because you know honestly from for me from the reason that prog is so important to me is it's opened so many barriers so many doors I went into jazz fusion um, blues a lot of blues I came via prog actually um, uh, just the intricacies of, of psychedelia um, the the late uh, and unusual 60s pop bands from the UK and the US and practically honestly all over the world I mean Denmark makes some amazing interesting prog stuff but um, you know so what I'm saying is uh, it's go out there and, and research and have a look and look at your progressive rock progressive metal because with like with progressive rock it had subgenres. there's more though in the progressive metal world whereas progressive rock you basically had your progressive rock with more now if you went for your King Crimson and your Van de Graaff Generator you had more fusion with jazz if you had your camel it was more um, pastoral like Genesis you know but more instrumental um, and then you had things like uh, Soft Machine, which was a completely different aspect. It's, it's a, that's a whole different show, Soft Machine. Anyway, but with the metal genre, you've got your progressive death, you've got your progressive black, you've got your progressive um, um, speed, you've got progressive in all sorts of areas because they're taking the, what they love as the core and expanding it. Uh, and don't and it can be frightening for people, but I don't think you should be. I mean, the fantastic thing about streaming services now is that you, I can say to you guys, my recommendation: go and listen to Nia Bliviscaris's um, first two albums. Go and listen to Portal of Eye. Go and listen to Urn. Go and listen to, you know, they're they're great albums. They're a Melbourne-based. Um, I would call it a progressive death metal band. Or black metal band they have two vocalists they have tim who is a clean vocalist they have xenia who is a he is the typical black metal vocalist he's thin he's tattooed he's jet black jeans long black hair and he growls like mad and he's got an unbelievable guttural voice and you've got tim who's got clean vocals and he plays our violin and you've got you know a six string bass guitarist and you've got a you know an eight string guitarist and you got these amazing it is they're my favorite australian progressive band um they're not for everyone because some people can't get beyond the vocals but of xenia and i think that's okay that you can have your i mean john i asked john to listen to them he couldn't really get into the the black um vocals tap 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 sorry my keyboard's gone into god this is great podcasting isn't it one second Oh, look at that. Anyway, um, excuse me one second. Tap, 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 tap. 
There we go. That was fantastic for a few seconds of wonderment. What I was going to say anyway was, so John really couldn't get into the um, the vocals, and that again, I I was very similar to him, but I, because I tried a bit and I got addicted to it, into the differences of it. Now I don't see it as different vocals. So as I said, with Spotify, you can put things on. You can. Google it, look for Neo Bliviscarish. You can go for Opeth. You can put um, Dream Theater on. You can put, uh, I tell you, a brilliant progressive metal band from Sydney called Steel Storm. Steel Storm are brilliant. I reviewed them for Metal Ruse um, last year, maybe the year before. Uh, I think they were a three-piece. But, wow, the technicality in their playing is just stellar. Uh, and again, that's the thing, isn't it? We want, I, I want technicality when I listen to this music. I want to be, listen to this piece of music and go, I cannot play that. I'm never going to be as good to play that piece of music. And I want it to be just to wash away and take me somewhere different. Whereas, you know, when you pick up uh, and you put on, um, I'm not going to say Iron Maiden because they're actually technically quite difficult. But if you listen to some of the more the easier pieces of me, like, your motorheads and stuff. You know that you can sort of pick a guitar up and thrash along to it. Um, you know, you could stand there with your broom in your hand if you're sweeping the house, and I do, and pretend I'm playing a guitar. I mean, come on, I'm I'm almost 50, but I still air guitar. I can't help myself. I'll always be 16, right? Whatever I do. Um, and so I can do that there. I can't do that with the more technical pieces. I'd sit back and, I said, sort of let it be with you. You'd have to... It, that's not to say that it's not brilliant live because Neo Bliviscaris live are fantastic. Um, really are. There's some other great bands that I'd, I urge you to listen to. Um, Caligula's Horse. Oh, just wonderful. The wonderful Pliny. I saw live. I saw him support uh, Diano. Just great. Like, wow. I mean, he's he's like Satriani without the without being without the sterile the sterile feel of Satriani or Steve Vai, right? He has a bit more soul to his music. Um, and that's another thing. People say, oh, but, you know, they're playing a million notes or they're putting all this stuff in. Isn't it going to lose the spirit of rock and roll? Sometimes, yes, I agree with you. It does. Other times, and mostly not, the great prog performers and producers and 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 engineers can pull out that um melody same with the death metal vocals and the blackness people says no there is melody there just melody in a different way um i'm rambling i'm coming to end guys but so for me just google progressive music um albums i'd start with if you want to start from the beginning you know do um Jeffrey Tolls, uh, Thick as a Brick or Aqualung, Genesis. I mean, yes, you could do all the early ones. I go straight for the greatest progressive album ever made, and that's A Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Uh, beautiful, wonderful. I've seen it perform, most of it live. It is just spectacular. The, I personally still, I personally think, sorry if it's not your taste, it's the, the greatest album ever made. Yep, big call, but it is, for me, the greatest album ever made um, so far. You know, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, the 
Beach Boys pet sounds. Not a fan. Don't like the Beach Boys, but it is a, it's there in the list. Um, King Crimson uh, in the court of the Crimson King goes without saying. Emerson, Lake and Palmer. I go for definitely brain salad surgery. Um, you know, and yes, honestly, truly, any yes album. I, I'd probably say close to the edge. Actually, I wouldn't do towels from a top of topographic ocean. Set up with your teeth in, or when you're drunk, um, or quickly, like I just tried. Uh, I do close to the edge because it's got some of the best bass playing by Chris Squire you'll ever hear. And honestly, even in its, in it, uh, thinking back, you know, the Who, Tommy, probably the first real concept album, you know, just go start there actually, and come through. And then when we get to your metal albums, as I said, Operation Mind Crime, Iron Maiden, Seven Son of a Seventh Son, anything by Neo Bliviscaris, Opus, again, too many to really name a few there. Dream Theater again, so many. In fact, there's a live version of Dream Theater covering one of my favourite Marillion songs, which is Warm Wet Circles, which is, or and that time of night, which is amazing. Uh, too many in that genre. I mean, just Google it, find your, your bands, get stuck in and have a listen. Uh, I hope this has opened your mind, expanded some of your uh, thoughts, and un, you know, taken away that that uh, mystique, because it is not. Uh, it is something to be enjoyed, and I want I want younger people to embrace it and go for it and do something different. Remember, as I said before, and I'll leave this with, this with you, progression is about um, a advocating progress and change of reform, a juxtaposition between one disparate idea to another disparate idea. All right, and and it is about being different if you want to put some jazz fusion noodling in your death metal my god do it you know out there if you're gifted enough to be able to do that why not all right it's there is in music as in life there are no boundaries and you shouldn't have boundaries you shouldn't really stick yourselves in boxes and genres and genres it is what we do because we enjoy it because it gives us a sense of definition and understands where we are in the universe but musically, anything is open. And honestly, all my friends, all my best friends, they're all open-minded. John, Benji, Matt, Mulesy, they're, they're all open-minded to things that are different. And I think that's what makes you a more interesting person for me. So be open-minded, get out there and try something different. That's the end of me today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.